What up, what up, what up? You tuned in to the Jose Morales podcast where we talk sports, business, and everything in between. I am your host, Jose Morales, and joining me in the ring today is my man, Carlos Marin. Carlos, say what's up, Carlos. Hey, what's up? This is Carlos uh, Marin. Car- Carlos um, is actually a member at the gym. He He trains here, his wife trains here, and his son. His son is actually Alex which you probably seen compete. He's got four fights now. Uh, he's actually going to be fighting soon. He's in the Warrior program. He's an impaler working on his version Gentrix right now. And both Carlos and his wife both won the body fat challenge at a different time. You won it the first time. The first time in the and, beginning and you, of the year, last yeah, year. And you and you lost how much weight again? Uh, 28 pounds and like 7% body fat. Yep, the v- first yeah. one. And then Maida, when Maida won, she what? I want to say it was like almost 4% body fat. And uh, as far as pounds, I want to say between like 10 and 12. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not so, as much, so, but <laughs> so he doesn't know the details on his wife, yeah. but he knows his details <laughs> and that's what matters. But yeah. so they're both, the whole family's here. And besides that, their family trains here, the unique story, I mean, unique thing that a lot of people don't know, Mayra, his wife is actually my cousin. And so they're my family. So, you know, Alex is my nephew. And another fun fact about him, uh, you and Myra have actually been together since how old? Well, so Myra was probably about uh, 14 when I met her, and I was 16. Yeah, yeah, but we've been together for almost like 17 years, almost 18 Se- years. 18 years yeah. together. Wow. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to mm-hmm. dive into his story, get familiar with what he does for a living, what he, um, what he's been through, which I love his story, and this is why I decided to have him on. He's actually... Uh, one of the first people I bring on to share their stories because I love your story. Mm-hmm. For real, I love everything about you. Um, I love what you stand for. And the best thing that I like about you as far as your business, um, go ahead, tell people what you do. What is your business? What yeah, so um, so I'm the owner of a Heartwood Professional Tree Management. Uh, we're a small company where we uh, specialize in tree pruning, tree removal. Uh, we're bringing on uh, vegetation management, which is a lot of like for bigger properties when they're heavily vegetated with overgrown trees and shrubs. We're like almost uh, similar to land clearing, but land clearing, it's almost like when they're doing big construction. Um, wow. uh, we do stump grinding. Um, we're, we're actually a small company. When they start, they start doing the little small stuff. But for some reason, I just got pushed into like super heavy duty stuff. Yeah. So we're going to dive into how he got mm-hmm. to owning that company and how did that come about. And once he does that, I kind of share my story because we both kind of uh, have similar stories. Um, and also, another thing that I want to say about Carlos is I always preach about you should find your passion as far as what you do in your, in your career. It'd be something you really love. I can honestly say that this guy loves wood. (laughs) I've never had a conversation with anybody about wood or anything, cutting trees or making tables or anything. This guy, you could talk to him for an hour about the different types of wood, and all sorts of stuff. What what it is it? What is it about mm-hmm. that that you like so much? So one of the the first things I like about it is the machinery. You know, like what it does. You know, like in the industry. But another big big thing that I like about our company is that we also work with a nonprofit organization. 
that uh, they specialize in recycling all the trees are getting removed because it takes like a lot of years for them to get to certain size and then most of the time they end up at the dump and then become they chip them up again and they turn them into energy which is also good but us we give um we work with millers that will give them a second life where we can also take that piece of wood and incorporate back into their house uh maybe picnic tables into parks so that's that's one of the things that i really like about our company yeah that's cool um another thing mm-hmm. that i mad respect and res- uh, love about him is your family you have a beautiful family uh, your kids are all well res- r- raised and respectable. I mean, they carry themselves very well, and and you did that from a young age. So I'm gonna we're gonna talk about all that. First thing that I wanna do is I'm gonna let you kind of start your story. What do you wanna share about Carlos? All right. Uh, give me. Go ahead, start your so story. Whatever you wanna share with okay. us. Okay. Yeah. So um. So my full name is Carlos Eduardo Marino Ortega. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Every, <laughs> hey, just for the record, <laughs> I think all Mexicans have four names. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, we, we uh, everyone drops them down to two, but everyone has four. Yeah, yep. It's a first middle name, and you take your uh, dad's last name and your mom's last name, and you yeah. get both. I mean, so that's how you end up with four. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's your name. Where were you yeah, born? Yeah, and I was. I'm from a small town in Guanajuato, Mexico. Uh, it's called Santa Clara. It's it's a very small um, rancho that we call it over there. So put it this way: last year they barely got internet for like in in ever you know yeah. before they didn't have they just had landlines and then landlines sometimes work what i used to like about going there i went there twice and like in the last seven years is that when you would go down there it felt like vacation because you were not communicating with anybody you had yeah, to literally drive yeah world. like at least 30 40 minutes into town and yeah. that's when you were able to you know use your phone or messages started coming in but yeah that's that's where i'm from um the big, the big town next to it is called uh, Michoacan, and there's uh, Sinapecro, Michoacan. It's a small town where my grandparents, they have a taco business, and they've been doing it for, like, almost 40 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they, they it's, it's almost like a lot of my aunts. I have 12 aunts um, from my mom's side, and they all kind of run the business with my grandpa over there. And yeah. my grandpa's, like, 75 years old, and he's still going. Still so going did there. you ever uh-huh. see yourself as a business owner, or, did, or is that something that, like, grew or came about from within? yourself or did you always see yourself as you would be a business owner one day yeah, i i think with me i when i was going when i was working with different businesses i always saw uh how happy some of the bosses look and how unhappy some of them look and i always like i always like what was next you know yeah. i never liked to be in the same position so when i was working with different uh bosses i always picked up a lot of different things oh, okay you know this guy you know likes the business because of this um and I, and I will notice that some, oh, I have no time for this. But then some people weren't control their time. So that's what I, that's what I also liked. I say, maybe if one day I open my business, I won't be able to control my time. I'm not going to have a lot of time because, you know, I own a business, but I won't be able to control it. So I just didn't want to be like a regular guy that just works Monday through Friday, 8 to mm. 5 o'clock. I just want to do something else. And I wanted to try to um, push myself as far as I could. Because a lot, you know, a lot of my family, we were all just kind of workers, and yeah. and me, I wanted to do that to also kind of provide work in the future for my for my family, like yeah. more opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Um, what made you finally make that push to finally become a business owner? Um, what made you finally? Do I that? think once the the company I was in, I got to every position you can think of. I got certs, uh, certificates from crane operating to moving heavy machinery to plant big trees. I I, I put a picture of on my Facebook, Instagram. It's like the biggest tree ever planted. Um, but there was, uh, I, I just wasn't feeling that when I was there no more. I felt like there was something else. You know, I, I felt like I could do a lot more. Like I was taught by a lot of people there. And once I, I thought that I was like, 
like I knew enough to just go on my own. That's that's what really pushed me. But when did you start working with in that field? Did you always? Oh work no, in that so field? no, in that field I started working. Your, your background, a little. What school? So, when did you graduate? So um, the way, um, so I grew up in Fulton Arden area. Mm-hmm. So we call it like Arden Arcade. So I went to a school called Creekside Elementary. Uh, for middle school, I went to um, Star King. Uh, Creekside Elementary, they closed it. Star King um, is still around. Um, uh, what was it? The what uh, high school. Uh, high school. I didn't get. I didn't go to high school. I went to homeschool. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So where are you and Myra meet? Yeah. So me and Myra. So the w- the way I me me and Myra met, she was living in um, I think at that time North Highlands, yeah, and Rinnick. I went to move. Yeah, I no, went. Rinnick. Yeah, Rinnick, yeah, yeah, North Highlands, yeah. And I went to move with my dad for the summer in 2001 in uh, Sunrise Mall. So behind Sunrise Mall was called Sunrise Vista Apartments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah, we yeah. had some friends that lived in the area, and I was invited to, like, a get-together, and she was invited. And then one of her cousins, I met her um, through one of her cousins. She said, oh, I got this. I know this kid. You know, he, his name's Carlos. I think you might like him. So then, and you know, we were there. They <laughs> yeah. played Cupid and hooked yeah. us up? <laughs> yeah, they played Cupid and hooked us up at, the, at the party. At first, you know, it was just like we talked, we hit it off. Um, she gave me her number. I gave her mine. And I mean, back then there wasn't cell phones, you know, so <laughs> I had to write down a piece of paper, put it in my wallet. <laughs> 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 and, you know, whenever there was a payphone around, I was at somebody's house. Hey, l- hey, let me call this girl real quick. And, you know, that's where we that's where we met. We met Citrus Heights. Yeah, that's uh-huh. cool. So then you guys met. You hit it off. Yeah. How was mm-hmm. it being a because you guys you were she was like 14 or 15 when she got pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she was. I remember this. And uh-huh. the reason why I remember this, she's my cousin. So, mm-hmm. you know, families talk. Yeah. So I remember hearing my mom would talk to my uncle and they're like, Ay, Mayra, da, 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 da. you yeah. know, fucking Maida's oh. pregnant. She's fucking hella young. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And everyone made it seem like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. it's they're fucked. You know, they're young parents. What are they going to yeah. do? And you were able to not only raise those kids, mm-hmm. but turn your life around as far as became a business owner mm-hmm. and still maintain that relationship, which is huge. Yeah. You know how many people high school that are no longer together and you were able to do it you yeah. you two and my sister is probably the only ones that i know ah there's a couple other ones in the gym that i know yeah. but that's huge what's the yeah. secret to mm. going because you're literally you're a kid i mean that's like puppy love 15 yeah. 16 years old and then you're living through 21 you know yeah. clubbing and all yeah. this and what what how did you guys mm. do it what was the secret or what i, or I gotta say you know it was probably um, you, if you, you know, my you can see, you know, she has obviously like a lot of patience, you know, mm-hmm. for me, I was where I was raised, I was kind of almost forced to, um, grow really quick into an adult, you know, cause I helped my mom, uh, raise my younger siblings. So uh, my mentality was a little older. So I was, when I met her, I was like 16, but I felt like I was older because I was yeah. working since I was 13 years yeah, old. You're like me. Yeah. Taking care of my thing. kids. Yeah. And this is why I wanted to have this guy mm-hmm. on here. This guy is just. Mm-hmm. As, as, and I, I see him a lot, very similar to myself. We started both working at a young age to take to help our mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't raise a younger bro- brother or sister. I was yeah. the baby. <laughs> but same. We started working. You were 13. Yeah. I was yes. 14. What was your first? Mm-hmm. Where were you working at? Um, uh, My latter state. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. You yeah. Can say whatever. I was Jack in the Box. It was Jack my first job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I, my first job, <laughs> I worked at a, as a dishwasher <laughs> in Folsom at this uh, breakfast spot. Oh, okay. That was my first job. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I took off to uh, Lions. I was a bustle. 
okay. And then you were doing the restaurant. So yeah. I remember you worked at so, Felipe's. Yeah, too. I worked so at Lions. Jack in the Box, where did you go? Yeah, so I worked at Lions too. Uh, you did? Which there one was on one that was on. There was one on El Camino and uh, Fulton, and oh. then they actually closed it down. I worked the one on Madison. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. That's okay. the one I worked on. Uh huh. Yeah, so I worked there. Uh, they let me go hella dirty. Bro. Yeah. They did me dirty, bro. They. I worked Thanksgiving. I worked Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, and then on the 2nd of oh. January, the day after New Year's Day, without saying a word to me, I show up to work, I'm off the schedule, and they fired me. Oh, Just man. like that, didn't say nothing. Okay. Crazy, bro. I show up, I, I went back to the house. I went back to the house. My mom's like, what you doing here? I'm like, went back. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, they fired me. She's like, yeah, they fired you. What? Right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I went, I remember I, I laid down, mm-hmm. and then um, my mom actually went, went to the job. Uh-huh. And went <laughs> off on the manager. Well, you know how my yeah, mom is. Yeah, no, my yeah. mom's aggressive, bro. Uh, she went over there and she mm-hmm. got her, got kicked out. Almost got arrested, mm-hmm. bro, because she was trying to fight the manager, talking about how are you gonna fire my kid. Yeah. So I remember yeah, yeah. that because I feel bad. I was like, motherfuckers gonna think that I can't <laughs> fight my own battles, and my mom went for me. Yeah. But anyways, no, yes. I bring that up because we walked through restaurants. You worked at um. Mm-hmm. I also worked at El Coyote Junction, mm-hmm. and then I worked at uh, Felipe's and uh, Folsom. Remember, you were, yeah, yeah, it was Felipe's. a prime time big right uh, next door. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I used to go over there. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Uh-huh. I remember that. Um, yeah. And then you went to Felipe's on uh, Auburn too. In right? Auburn, yeah, I worked a little bit too. And so uh, how did when did you get out of the restaurant business? So in 2010, uh, no, it was 2009. I went to. Um, I, I wanted to be automotive technician. I think it, in between the years, I met you at one point, and I told you I wanted to be a smog check. I wanted to get oh, yeah, cars from the auction. Oh, yeah, we talked about it because I was doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You're tell, right. Yeah. I forgot about and then, that. Um, and then from there, you know, in 2009, I started going back to school. I went to study automotive technology. But then in 2010, uh, Myra, she uh, applied for me to become a U.S. A resident. So then that took me back to Mexico. I had to go to Ciudad Juarez. And then when I How came was back, that? oh man, that, it was scary. So, tell everybody uh-huh. that. When when did you come to the U.S.? How so, old were you? So I, w- I came in '89. So I was about three years old when I came. Three years old. Yeah. So you should have been a dreamer. I mean, yeah. pretty much. Like yeah. You you ended up getting married and getting mm-hmm. paperwork that way, right? Yeah. Um, how was it going to Ciudad Juarez? And those that do not know Ciudad Juarez, Ciudad Juarez mm-hmm. in Mexico is probably like. Yeah. One of the most dangerous places yeah, no, on it earth. Was. Yeah. It's, it says it's right right now. Right now, they say TJ is the most dangerous place. Mm-hmm. But during that time, Ciudad Juarez was crazy, bro. Yeah. So how was that? How was uh, it going it was, from being in the U.S. from, from three years old to going to Ciudad Juarez? How was it, that? Was, it was the scariest thing I ever seen. I was always watching videos on YouTube, hearing the news, you know. Um, and then, you know, like the Mexican news, you know, you they don't like hide anything. Like sometimes you're like, oh, man, you hear the stories over there. So it, it was scary. <laughs> But, um, so what was it? I you knew. showed up. What did yeah. you see? What, so what, tell when us about I showed up, we, stayed, what is, we uh, stayed in La Quinta. As soon as okay, so as soon as we were going into, um, we we're going from Nogales into Ciudad Juarez, everything changed from nice buildings to stores to just box like box houses in the street. I mean, you saw a lot of things being caged up. You saw dead animals on the sidewalk, and it was just like a smell like you could not get away. You know, I'm not sure if it was maybe just the days I was there, but it was like uh, almost like a. I don't want I don't you know want to talk about bad about it, but it was almost like a like a roadkill smell, like just in the air, like but it smelled like almost like animals and something else mixed. Some human yeah, flesh. human bodies. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the hotel we stayed in, we we stayed in La Quinta, and it was it had gates all around it. Um, there was guard, so you know it it was scary. Yeah, and everywhere you went, somebody wanted to help you out. Oh, no, let's take you to this office. I, I, I'm going to help you out. And that's the first thing they said. When you go to Ciudad Juarez, if somebody tries to tell you, I'm going to help you out, 
don't don't listen to him because it's just another scam. They and ain't it was. To help you out. And um, so we they had trying to help you get robbed. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, so we had one of um, uh, your Myra's cousins, which you know too, uh, Ruben. He oh, went yeah. with us to Ciudad Juarez. He made the drive over there. We we're like, we didn't want to go by ourselves. Like, who should we get? And Ruben, you know, he he was also like a kind of big part because my Ruben used to hang out. I used to live next door to each other, so he was always, you know, uh, with me and Myra here and there. We we're talking. I remember one time I also needed like money to buy a car and I go, hey Ruben, cause he worked in construction, you know, but he he was uh, like a saver, but then, you know, he always bought his own stuff. So we counted him uh, on him for, for a lot of little things. So I was like, hey, let's ask Ruben, he'll go with us, see how hard it is. And I'm not sure if he was scared or not, but you know, he's always chill. You know, if you yeah. know Ruben, yeah, he's, he's no, like Ruben's a chill guy. Chill. I'm at, he's yeah. actually on a podcast. I'm gonna bring that oh, up okay. to him. I'm gonna yeah. bring that up Yeah, so we, we went over there, he went with us and he kind of helped us, you know, get through everything. Cause Ruben's like this big, tall, scary guy. And he's always been to a gym. So he's always kind of looked a little, a little big. So um, when when we were there, we we were in the office, uh, and could literally like everybody said, you know, don't talk to nobody. We ended up talking to somebody like I can help you, and took us in the office. So it was me, Ruben, and Myra, and we're sitting there in the office thinking, hey, wait, didn't somebody say not to? <laughs> so and we just ran out after that. Yeah, we ran back out into public and didn't even tell them or nothing because they took us in there and they had us in there for like 20 minutes with nobody like coming in. I'm worried. So I somebody think, came up to yeah. you and said, hey, I can help you out, and took you into this room. Yeah. And, and you guys are sitting in this room and you're like, wait, didn't they tell us not to do this? And yeah. you ran out of the room? Yeah. And then you ran out of the room and went back into the main street. We're like, you know what? We got to stick according to plans. So Myra and Ruben, they got a, um, a car back to the hotel. So I'm sitting there. I went in, got all my appointments done. And then um, I remember the hotel shuttle was supposed to pick me up and they didn't. But from the Ciudad Juarez to the hotel was probably about like a mile. But you can see it, you know. And I was like, man, they're not coming. People are still talking to me. Um, what should I do? So I just took off running. I didn't look back. I had my paperwork in my hand and I, all I can see was the hotel, you know, and myself and the paper just running and running and running and running. And so I finally got their touch the fence, buzz it, and they let me in. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, that was the experience. It was the sc scariest thing. But I think what well, one of the worst thing was is the last night we were going to be together, we said, okay, let's go have a bite to eat. So we ended up going to this mall. We went to a Mexican restaurant. Hey, um, it wasn't that great. We went back to the room. And then we were watching news and it said that somebody just got killed at that mall. There was a shooting and they had like this um, Mustang with a bunch of bullet holes and like just people laying there. I was like, we were just there. Like, yeah. And after that, I was like, I'm never going to go see Juarez again. <laughs> I was, hopefully I don't have to, you know, but. But that was it. Yeah. And then, so it's not a vacation spot. No, it's not a vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you got you got your mm -hmm. paperwork. And uh, that's that's when you made the yeah. switch to leave. Yeah. Lupus? So no. So when I came back, you know, my my goal was to keep working at the restaurant, keep doing my automotive technology. But, you know, with everything came expenses. So when I came back, I, I had a lot of bills. So then I started looking on Craigslist, you know, see what was out there. You know, Craigslist back in the days was like somewhere you go to find everything from cars to jobs to whatever. Mm -hmm. And I found the job offer where I worked at the, the, the tree industry. And I saw they were hiring and it looked like, you know, they were paying really good money because remember in 2008, we were getting out of the recession. Yeah. So like 2012 and it showed them that they were busy all the way till then. So I was like, man, there's always working trees and the trees are always around. So then, you know, I went there and then that's when I started getting to the trees. And I really liked it. My, my goal was just to work through a year, pay everybody off, come uh, get back to school and then, you know, eventually get back into selling cars and doing smogs. But, do you um, still like cars or do you not? Like no, I, I, I do. I, I, I do. Uh, I don't like to work on them no more because, <laughs> no you know, now it's um, 
like when I last time I worked on the car, it, it's just so many, too many sensors. You know, everything sensors now. Like you're driving the car, there's so much sensors that turned on back then. It was you know like carburetors, like up until yeah. like maybe 2003, 2004, then everything became fuel injected. But now it seems like everything runs off sensors. Yeah, you know? no, it's different. Uh -huh. It's a lot different. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up you know staying in the tree industry from there. Uh, I worked there until like maybe 2019. And you know it was a good spot. I really liked it. I learned a lot. Met a lot of good people. I had bugged you about uh -huh. starting your business for yeah. a long time. No, yeah, yeah. You I always tell me you should do it. You should do it. You should do it. Cause you, I mean, you're a hard uh -huh. worker. I was like, man, you put everything together, and plus you know everything about the business ins and out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, those two things is a, is a is a recipe for success. And I just yeah. feel like you needed to make that leap. Yeah. And I was ready to push you off and be like, dude, do it. <laughs> yeah. What are you waiting for? Come on. No, yeah. What was scary for you going mm. from a steady paycheck to a full on all you type of that? Made, I mean, it what, what was it? What was it that made it so difficult for you or so hard that made you hesitate? It, it was that I am working for a company. I had a check every single Friday. It was there for sure, you know, mm -hmm. and then the tree industry is a little different. So we don't get contracts like, like you know, like some landscaping companies are different where we don't have a repeated service every month. Uh, trees, like sometimes you can prune once a year and that's it. And there's sometimes you can do it uh, for two years. Maybe you'll go to the same house that you went to, like say I'll go to the house tomorrow. I'm not gonna be there for maybe two more years because maybe we did a good job on the tree or depending on the, the type of tree because every tree has different growths. Uh, we could be there next year. So every single day, you have to get new clients, you know, mm -hmm. and um, and just stay busy. But there's so much trees out here. Is that uh, what made you hesitant? Yeah, that's that? yeah, because there was no contract. And then because, and also because you were the only one working, right? Yeah, Meta wasn't working. Yeah, nobody else was working. Yeah, so that's scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it was similar for myself. Very similar. I had a similar story. Mm -hmm. I, my wife, we had our kid. I had a house. She wasn't. She was unemployed. I was a main source of income and walking away from a good paying job. I was at the dealership to run in a boxing gym was like, you're crazy. Yeah. You know, what the hell? Especially when I told people I'm gonna do boxing. You know, like, yeah. how the hell are you gonna make money boxing, bro? What's wrong with you? No, yeah. And um, it was very scary. I literally just jumped off. As soon as I got it, I said, fuck it, and I quit, I quit my gym. I mean, I quit my job, and I went 100%. Yeah. I had it. Everyone told me not to do that. Everyone yeah. said, you should keep it going slowly. Mm -hmm. But I told myself, if I don't go hard now with it, I'm never gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna blow it up. No, yeah. So with you, you kept your job though, right? Yeah. So I kept my job for about a year and a half. So I became a licensed contractor in um, May of 2018. And I started slowly building on the clientele, working on the weekends. And then before I knew, I was like a year and a half just working seven days a week, nonstop, mm -hmm. you know, and coming to the gym, doing the dad. Uh, thing you know, um, it, it, you it was really hard. Yeah. Much time. I didn't, yeah. And yeah, because yeah. now I see you and you're going to. Uh, you're going to uh, uh, Alex's sparring now. This yeah. fight. I'm like, check you out. Before yeah. you didn't have time to do that. Oh, yeah. So how do you feel about the gym? You like coming to the no, gym? No, yeah, yeah. I, I really like it. I, yeah, I, I feel like it's um. Uh, it reminds me a lot of things like from the past because a lot of music you guys play even in the workouts. You know, yeah, I used yeah. to hear when I was younger, and like one of the biggest things too is um, is that the '93 up there? I remember. Oh, yeah, the yeah. So when we didn't have a car, we'd take that to my first job all the way to Orlando for like a year and a half. Oh, you, know, you yeah, took that bus? Every single day because it, it took me to oh, Coyote Junction, yeah. And uh, one day I was working out, I saw I was like, oh, man. It just like it brought back a lot of memories. You know, it was before I had a car or nothing. Yeah. So it's, um, 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it gets yeah, it gets kind of kind of like emotional because it, it reminds me like the bus driver. We had a good relationship where he used to even wait for me sometimes. You know, which uh, he, one? Uh, he, well, he dude? Yeah, he was da- yeah, he was tall Simone. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's yeah. what I, I mean. I, I remember what year was this? So this was I think it was two thousand four. Yeah, that's when uh-huh. I wrote it. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so it, this is this is uh-huh. it's funny that you brought that up because I remember uh, there was only like three or four different bus drivers, mm-hmm. but the times that you catch them at, yeah, it was always the same one at that bus time. So if you caught the bus at three o'clock, it's always that same, yeah, that same driver. If it was at four o'clock, it was a different driver. Mm-hmm. And I had a cool relationship with that bus driver too. He was cool people. Yeah. If if. He, he give you a student discount if you're a student and things mm-hmm. like that. So that's yeah. tight, man. No, yeah. it, it, me too. I was right. I was riding at the opposite direction though. Oh, okay. I was going to Sac. Uh-huh. No, so no. I, I was going down Hillsdale. I was going down Watt Avenue, jumped off and then jump on the light rail. Yeah. And then I was on the light rail going to Sac. Oh, okay. But you were going. I was going back up, up going to, Roseville. to Roseville. Yeah. So yeah. as soon as it made its uh, last stop in Roseville to Orlando, then it went to Citrus Heights and then came back to Orlando and then went back down. Mm. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember I used to I used to ride it, and um, it was funny because at Coyote Junction, it it was just regular, uh, white tee, and the, no, no, uh, like a white dress shirt, and then some dress pants, and then one day we had put on a tie, and I'm sitting there trying to tie on the bus, they know how to tie it, I'm d- trying to learn all kinds of way, and I think the bus driver see me as soon as I got out to the bus, he said, hey, come here, and I was like, what? He was like, come here, and then he got the tie, he, and he just did it on his sock, he was like, Look, check this out, do it, he did it. And that was the guy that showed me how to tie a tie. <laughs> oh, that's tight, yeah, it was a bus driver. Yeah, that's a dope uh-huh. story. Yeah, man. He used I didn't to, like that. Yeah, he used to. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah, he's dope. Yeah, he used to. Uh, like wait, same thing when I was getting off late, he would stay as long as he could because you know they got set times to make sure if I was gonna take it or not. Because sometimes I'll get a ride in the uh, to work or or back from work, but he would always wait the extra amount of time that he could just to see. He knew you yeah, were yeah, and then he would tell me too. He's oh, I was waiting for you yesterday, but I, after I, I had to go after a while, he was oh no no I got a ride. Yeah, but yeah, he he was cool. And I remember too, um, uh, he will also share stories with me too. When he was about to get engaged, he showed me like the diamond. He brought it to work because he was always talking about it. And one day he's like, oh, look, I, t- I brought the diamond. I want to show you. I'm going to give my yeah, uh, wife to fiance. Work. Yeah, he brought Yeah, he showed it. He was driving the bus. He pulled it out. I was like, oh, that's a nice diamond. I was like, maybe one day I'll be able to afford it like that. Yeah, but yeah, he was he was a cool dude. Yeah. So that's trippy, man. So you're mm-hmm. here in the gym and you see that. Man. Yeah. No, yeah, and it's so, the same bus route. That's what's crazy. Yeah, the same so, exact. Yeah, bus so route. then when I see, yeah, when I see that, and then I hear the music, and then you know I see my son too, like in here, you know, just watching him from when he first came in here to to now, even you know just just from growing, you know, I can see like around the house. Now the only thing you know it's kind of it, it's not annoying, but I know it's gonna come at you know being a fighter every now and then. He's always just like trying to like hit us, and we're like Alex, <laughs> I'm trying to hit us. I was like Alex, we're not your enemies. But you know, I know he does. I know he doesn't mean it. But you know that that's that's the only thing. And, and then too, oh, like, so yeah. he's over there smacking uh, the family around. Yeah, right? yeah. I need, I need to talk to this uh-huh. guy. Yeah, but um, you know, he does it in a plain way. But now you know, after I think after a while, when you start doing it, stand in front of somebody for so long, you start doing it, it almost gets more like uh, natural to where sometimes you could be like hit a little hard, but then to him it's not hard because that's how he's normally hitting, you know. So I don't know. So like sometimes he'll like try to play with the baby, like, hey, wait, he's just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. Pr- you're proud yeah, of him. Though, yeah, but I'm very proud of him. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. especially what he's become and um. Uh, I always tell him, you know, whatever you want to do, I was like, I'll let you do, but you got to keep your grades up. And that's one of the things that he's been able to do too. you know, coming here, um, working out for uh, an hour, something, an hour and a half, something a little bit more doing the sparring sessions and then uh, doing now the four fights. Like he's been able to keep his grades straight. And whenever they start dropping, I'm like, hey, look, we saw you have a C. 
um, you gotta work on it. I was like, cause if not, we're gonna have to cancel something. He's like, oh, okay. And then boom, he gets right on it. Yeah, and he got a girl yeah. now. No, yeah, now he got a girl uh, too, yeah. I told him when I saw uh -huh. him, you got your pee pee wet? Yeah, uh -huh. he started laughing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah, no, and then another thing too, what I noticed, um, you know, like he tells me, uh, like dad asked him, you know, what, the, what do they show you at the gym? You know, uh, at the boxing gym, cause his son does Taekwondo. He's like, oh, you, they showed us a lot. He told him about the warrior program. He to told them, you know, that they teach us how to be respectful. He's like, oh, so it's not just boxing. He's like, no, no, it's not just boxing there. So the dad heard the girls that was very impressed too with the gym. What was it? Um, it's the his girlfriend that he has. And oh, his, his yeah, his girlfriend. Yeah, oh, and his, okay. yeah, his dad was always because he always asked him, you know, because he's when he visits him, the dad's right there. He wants to make sure, you know, that oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. And that's how that probably be me. That probably be me too, right? Yeah, if I had, if I had a girl, <laughs> yeah. I'd be right there too. I get yeah. it. That's tight uh, though. That's yeah. dope. No, I, I'm proud of Alex. So one thing mm -hmm. I do with the Warrior Program, as they go up, they got chores they got to do. And yeah. Alex always does his chores. Always does his chores. Always mm -hmm. communicates with me. And that's part of the things they got to do besides the boxing. I mean, the boxing is obvious that they're going to do, but there's yeah. other life lessons that you should learn. And that's if I could use boxing to teach them that, that's my goal, and that's what I'm going to yeah. do. And one thing, to thank you for trusting me to always work with them, and mm -hmm. thank you for being a part of everything. I mean, yeah. you guys are a big part of the gym, you know, and thank you for coming here and sharing yeah. your story. So what else about uh, Carlos? What's what what yeah. difference? What's the difference between your business and any other other in in mm -hmm. any other tree cup in tree businesses? Uh, like what's what difference you guys? What's the difference? I think um, here well we're one of the, one of the things we're always trying to focus on is making sure that the clients 100%. You know I, I think as every company gets a little bigger sometimes. Um, even uh, have a friend he owns the same company. He says he was growing. He just got a little bit. It, you know a little bit sloppier like you know, with some of the cleanup some of the it. work rushing yeah. it and focusing more on numbers and that and one of the things that i don't want to do that is focus on that because i i know with everything you know you'll get rewarded at the end but more than anything like we're really hands-on like with the um customers you know we for the first thing i ask them is like what what do you need with your tree you know because sometimes i can go in and have my professional opinion about a tree but maybe you know they're sleeping at night and the branches are rubbing on the side of their house and they're getting scared but i go and i don't see it because i'm not there you know, so we mm -hmm. we try to also not just um, you do try our to work, connect. but educate them too and connect more with the clients. Yeah, yeah. that's huge. Uh -huh. And that's definitely yeah. something I don't really hear people. I and mean, then, not that I've ever called a, co a tree company, <laughs> but yeah. I'm saying I, when I deal with different companies with different things around that I have to call, they don't really sit there and listen yeah. to what my opinion is on something. And when a, a sales tip to anybody, anytime you're going to make a a a sale or you have a, a potential mm -hmm. customer the best thing you want to do is ask questions yeah they're going to come in with questions but you want to ask them as many questions as possible yep. yeah because then the more questions you ask the more familiar you're going to get to what to know what what they're looking for well, yep. what they want yeah and then you're able to know what kind of service you need to provide yeah and if you are the right place for for them mm -hmm. maybe they need to go somewhere else and it's okay and it's okay yeah. to somebody sometimes tell people you know what this is not the place you're looking for you mm -hmm. should go hit up this person down the street yeah and that's fine but at the end of the day what's important is taking care of the customer and that sounds like that's what you're doing yeah. and that's great yeah and with that thinking about the people and the customer you will always do great mm -hmm. that's yeah a great great way i like that that's tight. yeah what else do you want to tell us about carlos that um, we do not know anything you want to share 
How about your daughter always oh. getting red cards? Oh my god, my uh, daughter, yeah. Yelly, man, oh, yeah, I call her red card. Yeah, she's aggressive. No, man. yeah, she, yeah, she's aggressive. Yeah, you gotta put her in. No, here. That's why I told her. I told her, you know, because she she played um, recently soccer for high school, and the team didn't do so good. And you know, she tries really hard at everything as far as soccer. She could be uh, doing defense, and then she's trying to make goals and forward. She could be. Um, the, usually she's always in midfield, but they try to put her in forward this year and defense. And this time she was in forward, and then she, from forward she'll go to help the defense out. And I always tell her she always does too much. I was like, but it's good, you know, because she that's what she likes. But I always tell her, I was like, we need to put you in boxing. I was like, because if you want to be in control of your win or lose, I was like, you you know, if you do something wrong, like, you Box know, is all yeah, you. yeah, it's all you. I was like, right here, you're depending on a team. And she's like, oh, yeah, she goes, yeah, it would be good. But I don't know. I think I think whatever uh, I think whatever everything in the future, if I keep telling her, maybe she'll come and try it out because she did it before. But she yeah. was like, oh, Dan, I don't want to spar. I was like, well, you don't have to spar because, you, you know, they think like they come to box and they got to spar right away. I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, you got to build yourself. You know, I was like, even me, I'm scared to stand in front of somebody. You know, I mean? like when I'm in here, I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. 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 Every time <laughs> Carlos spars, he hits somebody, uh -huh. he says, sorry. I'm like, man, Carlos, you can't say yeah. sorry every time you punch somebody. They don't oh, say yeah. sorry when they punch no, you. No, yeah, no, exactly. But yeah, that's pretty much uh -huh. it as far as um, mm -hmm. what we're talking about. Is there any way how people can contact you? How can people um, connect with well, you? Or we uh, don't have a, a web page that we're working on it, but you guys could uh, look us up on Facebook. Uh, we, uh, Carlos Logboss Marin, or we got Instagram. It's um, Carlos, I don't know, it's Heartwood Pro Tree on Instagram. And uh, my number is 916-880-6831, personal. Hey, 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 personal, <laughs> relax, <Yeah>. relax, Carlos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, hey, but, um. thank you guys. Thank you again mm -hmm. for coming here and sharing your story. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys got something mm -hmm. from it. Um, share, leave, leave us a review. Let us know what you think, and we out. <laughs>